Well, good morning, church. Let's stand together and worship. He led me out of the desert, brought me into its streams, river of living water, and turned my bitter into sweet, and all my burdens lifted. Took the shackles off my feet. There's no sound louder than the captive set free. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Sing of His promises evermore. Pour out your thankfulness. Let it overflow. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh 
You are my deliverer. Just declare that. Tell him this morning. You are my deliverer. Oh, you are my deliverer. Yes, you are my deliverer. You are my deliverer. The freedom I'm living in. Sing. I'm gonna sing in the 
hear you sing now. Sing a little louder. 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 Oh, sing a little louder. Sing a little
Let's take it out, church. the hard times you've gone through, even when it doesn't look like it, God's making a way. Takes faith. Let's sing this out.
I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, never stop working. You never stop, never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, never stop working. You never stop, never stop working. We'll make a miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. Trusted God and they had got to this point 
and so then they come to the, to the Red Sea, and they're there, and they're thinking, okay, God, what's up? We're getting ready to die. And the Bible tells us that the sea split, and they were able to walk across to the dry land. Pastor, what are you getting at? I believe there's some people here today, some people watching, that uh, you're at that point. You're at that point, and you're standing right, and then you, you try to trust God, and you think, you know, I'm doing the things, and, and you're right there, and you're standing, and, and you feel like the enemy's on your heels, and you're looking at this massive thing that you feel like, okay, this is where it ends. This is how I die. God, what are you doing? I believe you need to know today that he makes a way where it seems like there's When you're at that point in life and you feel like that you're getting ready to be overwhelmed, overtaken, and destroyed, that may be what you feel. It may even be what you see. But it's not what we know. And what we know is that He's making a way. What we know is, is that He's working together all things for our Don't go on your feelings. Don't go on what you see out in front of you. Stand firm on what you know. What do we know? We know that he's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. That he keeps his promises. And he's going to deliver you. So one last time, I'm going to ask you to sing that prayer. And if you're standing at that moment right now, and you see that thing that looks impossible, I want you to get this in your spirit and know that God is working, that he never stops working, and that he's going to bring you through your Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. God, so that your work can go forward. God, I pray that as we continue to 
seek to make a difference in this community. God, that as we give of our time and of our talent, God, financially, Father, I pray that you will continue to bless. God, that we can reach out to this community and let them know that you love them. God, that we care. Father, we love you. Look at the person sitting next to you and welcome them to Gateway Church this morning. Now look at the person that was your second choice and tell them to turn the page. Turn the page. I want to make you uh, aware of uh, something that, that uh, how many people know that we talked about this last week and my teachers you know, were ready to to stone me like they did Stephen, um, uh, but school was right around the corner. Uh, playtime's about over, teachers. Playtime's about over, kids. Uh, school was uh, right back upon us. And uh, what we like to do around here is we like to bless our community. And something that we're doing uh, this year that we've done in the past is that we are uh, we have asked uh, for uh, some names of families who could use some extra help. Uh, I mean, I don't know how I've only got one child, and uh, I know when it comes time to buy school clothes and school supplies and, you know, 37 boxes of tissues, tissues for the teacher and, you know, all of this stuff, I mean, it's just overwhelming sometimes. And so we've asked the resource centers to give us some people who, who could use some help. And uh, so as a church, we're going to do that. And what we're doing is, is uh, we're going to bring them in, and uh, we're going to give them all the school supplies that, that they need for a certain amount of kids. And um, we're also going to give them haircuts, and we're going to uh, give them a new outfit and new shoes. And uh, we're just going to make it as easy as we can on, on these families uh, who are maybe struggling to, to do and, and provide. And so what we're asking for you is, is just your money. Okay? You don't have to shop. You don't have to go you know, fight the crowds. You don't have to go through some list and find sizes. And Now, if you enjoy doing that, I'm sure that my wife and, and Sarah would be glad to uh, let you uh, help them do that. Uh, but what we really need is your money. And so what we're asking is, is that you can go online and you can, uh, in the drop-down box to give online, there's a thing there that says back to school. You can do it there. You can place it um, in the, the boxes at the back uh, where we place our offerings. And uh, you could just mark it. Uh, back to school. There's envelopes back there. Uh, you can um, hand, don't hand me money because I don't know where it'll end up. Uh, not that I would steal it. I would lose it. And then I would be like the lady that we talked about last week that, you know, had to go everywhere trying to find the money. Uh, give it to my wife and uh, we'll make sure that it gets where it needs to go. Uh, but we are, um, uh, we're looking forward to being able to do this and just being a blessing in our community. And uh, things are getting back to uh, it's, it's, I'm so glad to see some faces that we haven't seen uh, since, you know, March of last year. And uh, it's so good to, to have you back and, and to see people being able to start to get out. And, and we're just looking forward to what God's going to do, uh, not only in our church, but in our community. And uh, we want to be a big part of that. So, commercials are over. Today we're going to talk about, for a few minutes, the idea of turning the page. Turning the page. Now, I don't know what page that you're on. You may be on a page in your life that, that you're thinking, man, I don't think that this thing's ever going to end. And what I want you to know is, is that God gives us an opportunity 
to turn the page. Through the seasons of our life, I want you to know that God is always, always, always faithful. I often say that He's better to me than I deserve. And I think we all feel that way. But as I was saying in, in Isaiah chapter 43, we read in verse 18 and verse 19. So he's just told them that, don't you remember what I've done? And, and, and when I came and, and I made a way when there seemed to be no way. He's reminding them of that. And then he says this, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. So he's saying, I know that I did that back then. He said, but that's over. It's done with. Don't dwell on that. He said, see, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So in other words, he said, I made a way for you to cross the Red Sea. I did that, but that was back then. We've had to turn the page. Now we're in the wilderness. And he said, you know what? I'm still making a way. You know what? I'm still providing streams. I'm still providing for you. And when we look at that and we realize what God is saying, God is saying, listen, stop going over the old history. Stop repeating it in your mind over and over because I want to do something new. And God said, if you will look to me, I'll do a new thing. If you'll look to me, you can turn the page. In Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, we read this. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So when we read this in, in Isaiah, and, and we know that this was spoken to Israel in a tough time. And what he's saying is, he's saying, listen, you can change. Here in Lamentations, he's saying, listen, you can go to sleep and know that when you wake up, there'll be new mercies. You can go to sleep and know that when you make up, you can step into them. That they're new every day. That you can turn the page. I think back to, I had, we had just graduated college. And um, we decided that we were going to um, leave Tennessee where we had met and been for seven years. Um, and really, this was just my ploy to get my wife back to West Virginia because that was where my roots were. And uh, so uh, I talked to this pastor who had been influential in my life. I'd never been to his church before. Um, so, you know, he told me it was in Charleston. I thought, you know, Charleston, big city, okay. I was young and naive and just dumb. Because the name of the church, it wasn't like Charleston something or other. The name of the church was Davis Creek. Now, if I would have thought about it, I would have realized that right behind the church, guess what there was? A creek. And probably it was named for old man Davis, because I'm sure he still went to that church. And we get there, and I'm thinking, what have I stepped into? We were there for three years. 
And I loved the pastor, and, but I, and he would probably agree. It were three long years. We get there, and uh, there's like, he's like, I want you to be youth pastor. I get there, and I'm thinking, these people are 80 years old. They ain't no youth. All their kids are older than I am. And he says, well, and kids pastor, and associate pastor. Now, he never asked me to lead singing, so uh, he knew my limitations. And so here we are, and we're doing this, and, you know, I'm loving the pastor, but it's just, to be honest, it's a bad experience. So after three years of it, we decide, okay, I, it's time to turn the page. And uh, I, I didn't care whether it was God doing the turn or if it was me, uh, that page was turning. And so we uh, started working our way toward, uh, uh, we moved to, to Hurricane and, and um, lived there, and I was working in Huntington, and she was working in Charleston, and I would get off on uh, Wednesday nights and, and drive from Huntington to Hurricane and then hop in the car, you know, not even get out and drive to church on Wednesday night. And so we did that for a while, and I said, this has got to change. So once we finally moved and we uh, got to a place and we went to a church and we said, you know what, uh, we're not going to do anything. We're going to sit, we're going to stay right here, and uh, we're going to be the best members that this church has ever seen. And so here we are, and, and we, we look at that, and I look back at that, and I think, man, that was a bad experience. And the reality is, is I could have allowed that experience to keep me, and I could have kept rereading it over and over again. You may have had a bad experience. You may have had a bad relationship. You may have had something to, to happen in your life, and, and now here you are. But God wants you to know that it doesn't have to stay that way. He also wants you to know that you can't stop living. You can't give up. You have to turn the page. Now, I don't know what page it is that you need to turn, but you're sitting here this morning and you probably can quickly identify. Maybe it's a, it's a page of fear. Maybe it's a page where your dreams have been dashed and you need to start dreaming again. Maybe, maybe you, you've said, okay, God, I'm going to turn this page, and then you turn it and it's like, man, wait a minute, the page is blank. Ain't nobody like a blank page. And sometimes we get in a position in our life and we feel like that we can't take the next step. Why? Because we do not feel like there's any starting over. So instead, what we do is we keep rereading the same chapter over and over and over again. We're frozen in this moment. We're frozen in this season. We're frozen in this hurt. We're frozen in this pain. And it's not God's plan. It's not God's purpose. And this morning, I want you to know that it's time for us to make the decision to close that chapter of our life. To quit rereading it, going over it and over it and over it. Today, it's time to, change, to turn the page. And when you start thinking about that, you have to remember that you can't start the next chapter if you keep rereading the last one. I mean, I understand. It's not easy. It's not easy to get past our past. It's not easy to, to turn the page and to get past our failures, to get past our falls, to get past our fears. But the good news is, is that the Bible is full of people who had to be page turners. 
People who, who had to turn the page from one moment in their life, from one season in their life, they had to turn the page. Moses had to turn the page. I mean, Moses, he, he was angry. He was confused. He was always acting out of anger and confusion. He killed someone. But there came this moment in his life where he was faced with a decision. Am I going to keep living that life? Am I going to keep reliving the fact that I killed an Egyptian? Am I going to keep reliving all of these things that have happened to me, that have caused me anger, that have caused me confusion? Or am I going to stand on what God has promised me? And I know that He has something for me. And so he had to be willing to, to turn the page on his mistake, on his failure. We look at King David. You know, growing up, the only story we really heard, you know, in Sunday school was David and Goliath. There wasn't too many Sunday school teachers that wanted to teach us about David and Bathsheba. But David made some mistakes. David, the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart, but listen, he failed. He messed up. And because of that, he had guilt. He had condemnation. He had all of these things that come against him. And he came to a point in time that he said, listen, I've got to make a decision. Am I going to be what God wants me to be? Am I going to fulfill the purpose in my life that he has put there? Am I going to be the king that he desires me to be? He had to turn the page. We look at Ruth in the Old Testament. She had lost loved ones. She had to move and uproot herself. She had to do something that she had never done before. No doubt she was probably in a moment of, of loneliness. She had to be willing to, to turn the page on that. And to turn the page on loneliness and go to and turn it to God's abiding presence. Peter in the New Testament, he had to be a page turner. I mean, he makes all these big promises. Jesus, I'll never leave you. Jesus, I will take anyone down, whoever tries to take you out. And then in that moment, fear struck his heart. The little girl said, do you know Jesus? He's like, I don't know who you're talking about. Peter made a bad decision. Peter messed up. He had the choice of after doing that, he could have continued to relive that bad decision. He could have beat himself up and said, how did I get caught up in that? How did I fail like that? How did I leave the one who I said I would never leave? How did I mess it up? Why did I do that? I'm worthless. It would have been very easy for Peter to feel that way. Because he had let down the person who would eventually give his life for Peter. But thank God for his grace. Thank God that his mercies are new every day. Because Peter had the opportunity. Jesus sent them to Peter and said, tell Peter that I love him. 
Jesus was saying, tell Peter he can turn the page. Peter turned the page and he became a great man of faith. So listen, it's possible to turn the page. It's possible to begin again. You look at all of these people and there's so many more. If they would not have turned the page, their life would have turned out completely different. What happens is we, we can't stay stuck because when we do that, we'll never get to the other seasons that God has for us. When we allow our failures and our mistakes and other people keep us from turning the page, it keeps us from what God has for us. You have to be willing to turn the page on that wound. Turn the page on that embarrassment. If you ever want to experience all God has for you, Many of us need to know and understand that your past failures are not, life, are not lessons. Your past failures are lessons. They're not life sentences. Your past failures are lessons. They're not life sentences. Listen, the things that you've been through, you can learn from them. But you don't have to stay there. But what we tend to do is, is when we make that mistake, when we mess up, when we feel as if we've failed, we stay right there. And we think, well, this is my life sentence. This is the consequence that I'm having to pay. And I'm going to have to deal with it for the rest of my life. But it doesn't have to be a life sentence. Because God's grace and His mercy. But here's what happens. We make mistakes. We make, and we fail. We fall. And um, pride keeps us from turning the page. Why? Because we have to admit that our, the page needs turned. And we don't want to make ourselves vulnerable. But vulnerability will heal you. Isolation will kill you. So when you begin to try to conceal these things and, and you won't turn the page and, and you begin to withdraw and then God just, you won't let Him in. And it starts to take you out. But God's saying, listen, you need to be connected. You need to, to be in a setting like this. You need to, to be in a church. You need to do life together. You need to know that, that that will help you heal. When you say, I need to turn the page. So when we start thinking about turning the page, there's three things. Three things that, that are necessary to successfully turn the page. And all of these things are choices and decisions. You have to make the choice. You have to make the decision. The first thing that you have to be and understand is, is that you have to make that decision in your heart. In your heart. That's where it starts. The heart is the very core of our being. We all know what happens when the heart stops beating. We stop being. It's the very core. The Bible talks about the heart over 300 times. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 58, it says, May He turn our hearts to Him, to walk in obedience to Him, and keep the commands, decrees, and the laws He gave our ancestors. He's saying you've got to turn your heart to Me. You've got to turn your heart to me, because that's where it all starts. 
True change on the outside comes from the inside. True change on the outside comes from the inside. Listen, you can, you can try to make it look good on the outside. You can try to make everybody think that there's a change that has taken place. But the reality is, is that change isn't true unless it comes from here. That's where it has to start. Matthew twenty two thirty seven says this. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now you've heard me say it several times. Jesus was always intentional. He was intentional and there was a, uh, uh, there was a plan and a purpose for everything that he said and every way that he said it. And I believe this is no different. When Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your, and what's the first thing? With all your heart. I believe he's saying that's where it starts. That's where it starts. You say, well, pastor, how do I, how do I turn my heart to God? I'll tell you what happens in my own life. There are times and there's moments that I can feel my heart hardening through the pains of life, through the pains of people, just doing life. Sometimes I can feel my heart getting hard. And in the moment when I feel my heart and it's begin to, to turn away from God, the only way I can get that back is Turn on some worship music. To get into his word. Begin to read verses. Just like we were ahead. And begin to allow my heart to turn back to him. Allow my heart to begin to be where it needs to be. In my relationship with him. Listen, when you, if you have someone that you love... And, and we'll say it, I love you with all my heart. And we can say that. But there's a difference when we truly do. When you love someone so much that you would do absolutely anything that you could. And your heart is turned toward them. We have to be the same way toward God. We have to say, Father, I turn my heart to you. And when you do that, that's the first Step to turning the page. Making the decision in your heart. Secondly, you've got to make it in your mind. In your mind. In the way that you think. A.A. A. Allen said this. He said, before one can walk as Christ walked and his talk as he talked, he must first begin to think as Christ thought. How did Christ think? We always, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad the youth went to class because I'd get made fun of, but we had those bracelets, you know, WW, what would J, yeah, thank you, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And they were catchy, and, you know, it was, if you didn't have one, you weren't cool, and, uh, you know, and then, but you really begin to think about that. What would he do? What would he be thinking? How would Jesus think? Because when we begin to think as he would think, then we begin to walk 
and talk as he would. Because our mind controls it. There's so many scriptures in the Bible that talks about the mind. There's so many scriptures that, that talks about, Romans says, how to, for us to renew our mind. When we renew our mind, it's just the way that we stop thinking the way that we think. You say, well, pastor, how do you know the way I think? Because I know you're human. And there are days that what you're thinking is not what Christ would think. He says, if you'll turn your heart to me, and you'll turn your mind to me, stop Stop rehearsing it over and over in your mind. You ever been upset with someone? And um, don't raise your hand. <laughs> but that thing, that, that just eats at you. Or something happens, and you can't stop thinking about it. You go to bed at night thinking about it. You wake up in the morning thinking about it. You're thinking about it when you're in the car driving down the road. You're thinking about it when you're in the shower, you, you just can't get it off of your mind. And you rehearse it over and over again. You want to change the way you're thinking? Start putting the Word of God in. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says this, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Saying, start thinking about me. Colossians 3, 2. So set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. James 1.8. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. You want to change and you want to turn the page? God says, listen, you've got to put your mind not on things here, but on things above. You've got to put your mind in and start thinking about and think the way that I would think. Christ didn't dwell on the negative. Christ was always thinking about his purpose and his plan. And there's a lot of times that, that God is trying to bring us into a new season. He's trying to, to get us to turn the page. Maybe you've had a, a season of, of failure in your life. Maybe you, you've had a, a season that, that just hasn't turned out the way that you wanted it to turn out. And it looks bad. And, and you've rolled around it, and you've relived it, and, and you've rehearsed it, and, and it's over and over and over again in your life. And you're to a point that God's saying, okay, that season is over. It's over. But you can't let go of it, because you can't change the way that you think. Why can't you change the ways you think? Because you haven't turned your heart to Him, and you haven't started to renew your mind. God's saying it's time to let go of it. God's saying, if you want to let go of it, you have to win the battle in your mind. And your mind is telling you you're done, you're finished, that it will never change. But God is telling you something different. You're scared to step back out. You're scared to, to get involved again. You're scared to, to trust people again. You're afraid that the same thing is going to happen. You're afraid of the same failure, the same result. And fear has it's paralyzed you and you can't turn the page. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
that fear that you're feeling that's keeping you from turning the page, God's saying you don't have to have that fear. How does it happen? It happens one step at a time. It begins in our heart. It begins by, and, and then us renewing our mind, and lastly, it has to follow through in our actions. Interactions. You know, there's, Ephesians chapter 4 talks about how that we can put off the old man. And, and when we begin to, we, we change our heart, and we turn it to him, and, and we renew our mind, and then our actions will follow. How do I do that? You change your heart, you renew your mind, and then you start by one step at a time. Maybe it's a commitment. You just start taking the next step. Maybe it's a conversation that you need to have. Whatever it is, you have to understand and know that you're one page away from great things happening. You're one page away from the next chapter of your life. But fear just paralyzes us and we can't seem to turn the page. I can tell you one of the greatest ways that, that we can turn the page is start helping others turn their page. You wanted to help turn your page? Start thinking about other people. Start giving. When you start giving your life and your time and your energy, and you help them turn their page, you'll see that that in turn also helps you turn your page. There's nothing like helping someone. As I was um, studying for this message, I was sitting on the porch and um, I had my Bible and I had my iPad and, and I, I had this and I was trying to make notes and I was looking at, at my iPad and, and, and it seemed like every time that, that I would be looking that the wind would blow and it would turn my page. And I began to think about that and I thought, you know what? That's the way that it happens. You see, we talk about the breath of God. We, we talk about the Holy Spirit. You want your page to turn? You have to allow God to do it. You have to allow God to breathe into your situation. The ultimate page turn is when you say yes to Jesus. When you realize that old things have passed away and He'll make all things new. That you can turn the page on eternity. What keeps us from turning the page? I touched on this a little earlier, but as I close, I, I want to expound on it just a little bit. When Reese was younger, what we would do is we would love to read to her. And um, there was this book that I loved to read. Now, first, sir, I'm hoping that, this, that you people are... Um, more uh, studious than the first bunch because nobody had heard of this book and I was really appalled. The monster at the end of this book. Anybody? Thank God. Uh, this book was, um, it is, uh, for those of you who didn't raise your hand, um, this book was about Grover and uh, at the beginning of the book, it says there's a monster at the end of this book. 
And so then from that moment on, every page he's trying to keep you from turning the page. And everything that he says, do you really want, do you know what's in there? There's a monster and he's, he's going on and on and, and he's trying to keep you, to scare you from getting to the next page. So I would read this book to Reese. Now don't ask her about it because she's already told me she don't remember it. Okay? Once again, I was broken. So I'm buying the book again and we're starting again tomorrow. But I would begin to read this book. And I would ask her, okay, can I turn the page? But I would never turn the page until she told me I could. Until that she got over that fear of allowing me to turn the page, we would just stop. And I would keep trying to convince her, are you sure? You know, can we turn the page? No, I don't want to turn it. You know, he says there's a monster. I don't like monsters. And we would go on and on. But as she would tell me, and, and, and get over that fear of what she was being told was in the next chapter, we would turn the page. Now, I wanted her to turn the page. Why? Because I knew how the story ended. I knew at the end that, that the monster was Grover. Sorry for the spoiler alert, okay? And I could have just went through turning the pages, saying, we're turning this page whether you like it or not. But I didn't do that. I wanted her to turn the page because I knew how it ended. And this week, as I was finishing up studying, I began to think about those precious memories that I have and she doesn't. What's even worse, I asked my wife about it, and she said, I vaguely remember it. But as I began to think about that, I thought, isn't that just how life is? Our life is a book. We have an enemy. Our adversary. The devil. Who's roaming around trying to keep us from turning the page. He uses everything that he can to keep us where we are. Why does he not want us to turn the page? Because he knows what's at the end. Why does God want us to turn the page? Because he knows what's in the end. But the enemy uses everything that he can. Fear, anxiety, other people. Whatever he can. Listen, the devil does not fight fair. If you're expecting a fair fight when it comes to the enemy... You're out of luck because he'll hit below the belt. He'll use anything that he can, whatever he can, to keep you from turning the page. And God's saying, today is time to turn the page. Why? Because he knows what the story holds. He knows what he has in store for you. But he's not going to do it without your permission. God is asking you today, Will you trust me enough to allow me to turn the page? Will you trust me enough to know that the plans I have for you are greater than anything you could ever think or imagine? Can I turn the page? You may be here today and you say, Pastor, Pastor, 
I need to turn the page on the old life. Can I tell you that how much God loves you? If I'm being completely honest, I started working on this week's sermon about two weeks ago. And I knew what I was preaching, and if you remember at the end of last Sunday, I told you today we'd be talking about turn the page. But God loved you enough that even two weeks ago that He placed it in my heart to talk about turning the page. Because He knew on July 18th, 2021, that there would be people here and people listening who need to turn the page. That's how much God loves you. It's a setup. You may be here and you say, Pastor, I need to turn the page on that life. That old life. Can I tell you, that's the ultimate page turn. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask you this simple question. Will you allow Him to turn the page? If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I need to turn the page on my... The life... In the season that I'm in. Would you just slip up your hand? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I need to turn the page. I need to turn the page. I'm tired of reading the same story over and over again. I'm tired of living in fear of allowing God's mercies to renew me, to renew my thinking. I want to turn my heart to Him. I've let fear keep me from turning the page. I'm ready. I'm ready. You may be here this morning and you say, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that at one point I was, I was walking with Christ and, and, and I was, you know, living in, in, in His mercies every day. And then something happened. And I'm stuck. Something happened. I was moving right along in this book that we call life. And something caused me to stop turning the pages. Maybe it was fear. Maybe it was failure. Maybe it was a relationship gone bad. Maybe it was something that you couldn't even control. That you had no control of. But it happened. And now you're stuck in that chapter of the book. It happens. Now you're continually rereading the same chapter. Sometimes you even you, you want to go back and, and reread the chapters before things went bad. You've been reading a book and everything's going great, and then you go to the next chapter and just everything falls apart. Sometimes that's the way life is. And when that happens, you want to go back and watch and reread when things used to be good. God's saying, forget those things. He said, I want to do a new thing. I want to do a new thing. As you stand, listen, hands went up all across this auditorium this morning. Here's what you need to know. You're not at the end of your story. 
you're not at the end of your story. Your story doesn't end in the season that you're in. Fear may tell you that it will. Fear may tell you that it, that it is. God's saying something different. God says, I'm not done with you. Your story isn't over. Listen, when I was serving in ministry and that thing happened to me and I felt so frustrated and, and everything that come along with it, I felt like a failure. And I had to come to a point that I realized that God wasn't done with me. God's not done with you. You don't have to relive that failure, that pain, that fear. It's time to turn the page. So, as you bow your head, Nick's preparing to close us in a course, but... Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I need to turn my heart to Him. I need to allow Him to renew my mind. And then I need to start walking it out. As I pray, I'm going to ask you not to listen to the lies of the enemy. Not to listen to the fear that he would try to feed you from keeping you from turning the page. And I'm going to ask you to step out and come to this altar. You can stand, you can kneel. You say, is there anything special about coming to the altar? Yes and no. First of all, God can do whatever He wants to do, whenever He wants to do it, when you open your heart to Him, no matter where you are. That's the truth. But there's something about stepping out in faith having faith over fear, coming down and opening yourself up to say, I'm tired of being isolated. I'm tired of trying to hide it. I'm tired of trying to, to make it on my own. If I have one more person tell me, I've got to do this on my own. I just want to punch him in the face. Say, so you've been doing it, trying to do it on your own for 30 years. It's time to stop trying time to allow people to walk with you and allow God to turn the page so if you're here this morning and you slipped up your hand I'm going to ask if you would be brave enough to take the next step faith over fear to come down and allow us to pray with you you had a response in the first service and it was so there was so much freedom of people just saying, I'm putting my faith over my fear. I'm ready to turn the page. So if you're here this morning, that's you. I'm not going to belabor the point anymore. I'm going to begin to pray. And if you'll step out, if you'll turn your heart to Him, let Him renew your mind and take a step of faith, God's going to turn your page this morning. Father, I come before you today. God, as we stand in your presence, God, I know without anything more than anything. God, that you have designed this moment for people who need to turn the page. God, your mercy and your grace never ceases to amaze me. 
God, how that when we don't deserve it, God, that you give it. God, I pray that God, for those who have stepped out today, God, that you will allow them to know that their story absolutely is not over. That it doesn't end this way. God, that you have so much more for them. And God, I pray as they have taken this step, God, when the enemy tries to to fill them and to keep them in the same chapter of life that they're in, God, will you help them and to know that you want to turn the page. God, that you will do in them a new thing. God, that old things have passed away and all things can become new. God, not through anything that we can do, but through the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I pray. God, give us strength. Give us courage to turn the page. God, to know. God, that there's a great ending. Lord, I come. God, we need you. I confess. Bowing here. I find my rest. Can you declare this song? How much do we need it? Without you, I fall apart. You're the one guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. sin runs deep your grace is more grace is found is where you are and where you are Lord I am free holiness is Christ in me
when temptation comes my way and when I cannot stand I'll fall on you Jesus you're my hope and stay and when I cannot stand I'll fall on you Jesus you're my hope and stay can't stand people will tell me you need to read this you need to watch this movie and and I've already got a glimpse of how it ends and it's sad and I'm thinking why in the world am I going to read something that makes me cry that ends bad but what I love is is a movie or, or a book that you're reading through it and it seems like almost every chapter or every turn is bad. And there's some good moments, but the, but the bad moments outweigh the good moments. And it looks like that it's heading for an ending of destruction. And I'm sitting here thinking, I, I, I'm just not going to watch it. 
But what I love more than anything is, is when those kind of stories, those kind of movies that have a happy ending. And what makes the ending even better is all the bad stuff that happened during the book. Because you can look back at the bad chapters and when you get to the end and it ends in a good way, you know that it had to be and how it ended. And it makes it that much more special. The same thing can be said about your life. You can look back at the bad chapters, but the only reason you should look back is to know what God has brought you from. And to know that there's a happy ending. That's His promise. I pray today that God has done something in your life and that you have turned the page and that today you're starting a brand new chapter and God's writing a beautiful story. We love you. Thank you for being here. Don't forget our community outreach. You can help us out with that. That would be awesome. And um, we just want to, uh, to bless our community. Go today knowing God loves you and we love you. Have a great day. Sunday, and uh, we'll see you soon.